So welcome to the England Logistics Podcast Network. My name is Kate and I'll be hosting here again today. And this conversation is part of an ongoing discussion about the Customer Experience Initiative. And this is an effort by our team to really speak to the priority that we try and make customer service and especially the customer experience in terms of our culture. It's really paramount for us to put the customer first. And this podcast is also an expression of helping our own team to recognize how they can better provide a better customer experience to some of these individuals they work with. And luckily, here we've got with us two experts in that regard. We have Daniel and Austin. Daniel is a senior account executive, which is really one of the more prestigious roles that you can hold as a person in sales. And that title has obviously been well-earned in the sense that Daniel is somebody that has repeatedly offered exceptional customer service. And so it'll be awesome to hear some of the reasons why he's so credible for this discussion. And we also have Austin with us. Austin is a logistics coach, and he provides a lot of this customer service internally for our team. It will be also super cool to get his thoughts as far as how our topic applies in internal settings. And that topic today is actually part of our cornerstone um, elements for the customer experience initiative, and that is consistency and dependability and how we can take these attributes and really maximize our customer experience using some of those principles. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk to some of these guys. Let's start with Austin first. Austin, just by way of introduction, if you want to tell us just how long you've been in England Logistics and something about the culture that really for you is significant, that'd be great. Yeah, I've been with uh, I've been with England Logistics for, I, I started my career a few years ago or a couple of years ago. Um, was with England for for about three years and took a break and went ventured back out in the world and then and then recently came back. So here we are and and honestly, Kate was the part of it was a culture that really drew me back here and working you know working in in similar industries but lacking um, a strong foundation and a strong culture to really build your career upon and and it always for me it comes back to accountability and accountability has has in hyper accountability has served me really well, not just in my professional life, but also my personal life. But um, it, it really, it really helps identify, you know, what values to you are important and how accountable are you, are you being to, to the product that you're, you're putting out there. Um, and for me, it's, it's my being accountable to myself and being accountable to my employees and being accountable to, you know, uh, my superiors um, and being accountable to the goals that I'm setting for myself, both personally and professionally. So, uh, as far as what our what has drawn me back to to England and is is definitely keeping me here is a strong commitment to holding everybody accountable and when somebody's not you know is is struggling to do so that we lift that person up so um, yeah super happy to be here super awesome thoughts Austin again we just appreciate you being here and what better expression uh, of accountability than this podcast where you know we got you on because you've walked the walk and now you get to talk the talk a little bit. So it'll be fun to hear some of your thoughts about this topic. Let's go on over to Daniel. What about yourself? How long have you worked at England Logistics for? And what is one cultural element that is more significant to you? Uh, yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, been with England for almost going on three years, uh, two and a half about. And um, one thing I think with England is more so it's like a family setting. I've, I've seen you know, everyone come together uh, and willing to help each other out more more so than other jobs and just everyone um, 
we just get along. It's more laid back and easygoing, but that doesn't mean we work hard and we get it done. Uh, and then to another thing with England, it's cool because they just they give you the tools to do what you want. So it's up to you at the end of the day. If you want to build a business and um, run it how you want, they'll give you the tools. And I think that's great because at the end of the day, when I, you know, I, I work with my customers, I'm working for them. I'm not necessarily working for England. Uh, and that's what kind of drives me every day to wake up. So I'm England gives me the tools, but ultimately it's up to it's up to me what I want to choose to do with it. So um, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much the main deciding factor for me. That was so well said, Daniel. I appreciate your thoughts. And it will be kind of exciting to see, actually, when you speak to the hard work and the flexibility element within our culture, I think both of those things will have a strong relevance to our discussion. That being the role of consistency and dependability in the customer experience. And I want to dive right into this discussion. Love to talk to Austin first and picking his brain. Austin, you work with a lot of different individuals within your own circle here at England Logistics. How do you feel like consistency and dependability plays a role in your day-to-day responsibilities as someone that provides consistent internal customer service? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and it is, it's honestly, it's something that I'm, I'm learning and developing every single day. I think it's, it's, I started my, you know, my leadership career pretty young. I was, I was pretty young and you know, I'm definitely not a, an old buck by any means now, but it's amazing to look back at the, the growth that I've seen in myself and, and how I conduct myself with, with my team, because there are a lot of individuals on my team and it's, they're, they're at different levels in their career. And I have to think about how I am, again, bringing myself to the table and, and really setting an example for, for each individual and how I'm coaching each individual and making there is consistency across the board about how I, about my approach to each of these, each of these folks and making sure that I'm, I'm meeting their needs but also holding them accountable to, you know, the EO culture and, and some of the metrics and, and KPIs that we're all accountable to. So, um, you know, biggest thing for me is, is making sure that, you know, I'm available and that I am making sure that, that people are being heard and that they're being listened to and that I'm, I'm internalizing this and I'm not reacting to, to what's going on in, in their book of business or what's going on uh, with them personally, but I'm, I'm giving it some, some real thought and trying to read between the lines and making sure that, you know, my response to what they're going through or, or maybe a, a coaching opportunity is appropriate. And it's something that is consistent and something that I can fall back on. And it's the same type of advice or same type of advisement that I would give a, somebody that's been doing this for, for two months, uh, of the same type of advice I'd give, you know, Daniel McGill, who's been doing this for, for three years and has kind of reached the upper echelons of our sales organization. So, um, I mean, by the biggest thing for me is continuing to, to wake up every morning and make sure I'm prepared to, to give each person exactly what they need that day while keeping in mind that it's everything that I do is kind of an example for the rest of the team. Yeah, those are super awesome comments. Um, there was a lot of interesting things in what you said. And before we jump over to Daniel real quick, there's just one thought I want to explore a little further because you're talking about the necessity of providing consistency to these individuals you work with. But of course, especially in terms of coaching, that's going to be pretty unique per individual, right? So what are some of these elements that we need to be consistent in from, you know, person to person coaching 
what are the things that every person you feel like needs coming from a coach and how does that play a role in being consistent? I think the, I think the first thing is, is being heard. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, it's, it's, it's important that you develop a little bit of a emotional intelligence when it comes to each person that you work with and, and understanding what, what makes them tick and, and how to motivate them and how to advise them. Um, and if, if somebody's not feeling they're like the be somebody feels like they're not being heard they're I mean, it's, it's really, there's not a lot of trust in that relationship. And when somebody is, is new to this industry or when you're, we are talking about somebody's livelihood, which is their career, you, know, you have to make sure that there's a lot of trust in that relationship. And that if I, if I'm asking you to jump, it's, it's how high instead of looking over the edge of the cliff. Uh, so it, again, if, if you, from, from a BDM to an SAE, uh, making sure that that everybody is is being listened to and that everything's being internalized. You're not reacting. You're you're responding to what's appropriate. Um, again, it, I think also FaceTime, making sure that you're consistent in your one-on-ones and consistent in in how you're spending time with each person and that nobody gets overlooked. Uh, a lot of folks can, you know, we'll use the term self-manage sometimes, but I think that's a misnomer. I don't think I can't self-manage myself, and I've been doing this for a while. Danny's, I mean, by all means, a one of our, our best performers and, and there are times when, you know, he can't necessarily be self-managed and, and everybody needs advice and everybody, you know, if everybody just did what they wanted to do or thought what the right thing to do would be, would be, they would just be living inside an echo chamber. So I think it's, it's really important to, to make yourself available, make sure that people feel like they're being heard uh, and make sure that you are giving coaching that aligns with our, our corporate values, our corporate values and, and coach team has been a philosophy that we've coached by for, I mean, much longer than I've been here, and it's a it's a proven model of success. And the more that we hold ourselves accountable to that, and hold our employees accountable to that, the, the easier it becomes really to to hit the metrics and KPIs that keep us growing and and keep us leaders in this industry. I think there's a ton of wisdom packaged into those comments that consistency doesn't necessarily mean being uniform in the way that you interact with and negotiate with all of your different customers, be it internal or external but rather that the element of trust, of open communication is there all the time. And therein we find real consistency for great customer service. So thanks for that, Austin, great comments. Now coming on over to Daniel. So Daniel's more of our externally facing expert when we're talking about customers outside of our company. Daniel, what elements have you discovered have helped you to develop consistency in helping these customers feel like they're having a reliable experience. If you could speak to that briefly, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, of course. Um, w- one thing I think is um, it's you got to start with being who you are every day and it can't change because at the end of the day, you're going to sell yourself to the customer. Uh, and so they, they're going to see that more than anything. Um, so just being consistent with your, you know, coming to work every day and working hard and having that mindset and, you know, being positive and showing that to the customer Monday through Friday, no matter what. And when the times are good, the times are bad. You always have to remember that. Um, But I think being consistent, it builds loyalty and strong relationships. And um, it requires consistent service every day, uh, regardless of the difficulty. So when times are bad, that's when you shine. And I think um, customers see that and they know that when they come to you every day, they know what they're getting. They, they're getting an experience uh, every time they contact you and every time you have one of their, you know, their loads or um, 
it's just something that they're they're heard to as well like what austin said too you got to make sure that every interaction you have with the customer um you know whether it be quick responses follow-up <clears throat> follow-up solutions uh it's what requires the ultimate relationship with a customer in the long term um and you in in a partnership at the end of the day so uh, it's a give and take and i think it's what it takes uh to be the the deciding factor or if you know the one person that the customer can look to and says okay england they're my go-to no matter what um and i think too it's um it's attention to the top leaders too. You know, if they're consistent with the way they teach and the way they help us and guide us, it helps us make better informed decisions and it, and it instills confidence in us too at the end of the day as well. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, consistency is what builds a strong business. I thought there were a number of fantastic nuggets in what you were talking about, and I appreciated that you brought up several of the products of consistency and you touched on loyalty, a pleasurable experience for these individuals. And these are highly desirable qualities that we want our customers to experience because they facilitate a positive interaction that ultimately and hopefully would even generate more business. And I want to even extend that just a little further, Daniel, if I can follow up with you just one more time. And it might be kind of an odd question, but I think it's a hugely important one in terms of just career in general. And it is when you have consistency and you're developing these positive relationships, what is the result for your job satisfaction? What is your day-to-day? How does that look different for you as a provider of service? Um, I think in turn, it it gives you everything that you've been working hard for. So it shows you like it's hard to, you know, consistency is tough because you don't see the results right away and you're, and you're still kind of not understanding like what exactly am I getting out of this? Um, but then it shows you at the end of the day when you have the relationships, you have the freight, you have um, you have quality interactions with your customers, and it and it gives you a goal to uh, work towards. As far as I think, kind of just being the best version of yourself, it kind of teaches you. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's what it's going to take for me to set myself apart from uh, everyone else. And um, you start to it becomes clearer at the end of the day. What you know, this is what it this is what it takes if I want to be where I'm at in the, in the long term, not just the short term. I totally agree that I think it's a very healthy investment in the future of yourself and those that you're working with. So I totally appreciate you elaborating on that point. And just conclusively, in some of these final questions here, again, I want to open it up to both individuals. I've got one more question, and that is for somebody, because we've named a number of fantastic results of being consistent and being dependable. And all of them include, you know, having a better time for yourself at work and generating more business, which ultimately that's the goal of most individuals in an organization. But really, if you have somebody that is struggling with consistency and dependability, where they feel like they're not able to provide these services um, at the level that they'd like to, what advice would you give to somebody that's struggling with that? What are some things that somebody can do to be more consistent and dependable as a provider of service? And let's go ahead and go to Austin first, if you would just answer that. Yeah, no, this is this is a great this is a great question, Caden. I think you've you have summarized my job in a nutshell. I mean, this is the this is one of the I, I really look at this as 
Um, there, there's some folks on our team. It's I, I, I make it a point to make it known that the only person that is going to to stand in their way of being successful at England and being, you know, successful at providing a very high level of customer service for for new customers, uh, existing customers, um, old dormant customers alike is is themselves. They're the only person that's going to stand in the way of them being successful. Um, it's it's tough. There are there are rigors to the job. There's a lot of ups and downs in our industry. I think we're coming. All of us have, have felt the pinch over the past couple months, and there's light at the end of this tunnel that we're all starting to see. But if you don't have the experience or you don't have the right team around you or the right leaders around you, it's really hard to, to see that that light. Uh, that light starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller until you're you're just in the dark and you're feeling alone. You feel like you're on an island. Um, and you, again, if that comes down, you are on an island. Your own worst enemy is going to be yourself. So uh, the more that you can, can get out of your, your own way a lot of the times um, and, and make it more about your customers. Are you providing a high level of, of customer service? Are you selling yourself short with your customers? Um, are you are you falling flat on service level? These are all things that are within your control. So it's a very much an, an effort metric, uh, which you you know effort and attitude are the two things that you can impact every single day, and those are the two things that, that I try to focus on. And, and if somebody is is struggling, it's it's look within first, reach out for help, and I'm going to do you know my best job as I possibly can to motivate you. Um, but ultimately, it really comes down to that internal battle in yourself is, you know, if you can't, if you can't muster it for yourself, look at your customer base and see if you can muster it for them. Cause 10 times out of 10, people are going to be able to, to help, uh, or, or help themselves when they're in service to others and get out of the side of themselves a little bit. I think that answer is certainly the product of years of experience and especially coming full circle and talking about, you know, the essential nature of accountability. It's funny we mentioned that is this element of self-introspection where we need to actually evaluate what can I do? What am I doing wrong in a lot of cases where I'm getting in the way of being consistent and dependable? And I so appreciate that perspective in a conversation of this nature. So, so well said, Austin. I appreciate that. And Daniel, just coming over to you now, again, we're going back to more of the external facing. For you, if somebody is struggling with providing consistent, dependable customer service to these individuals that they work with, what is your advice to somebody that wants to be better, that has that desire, but just isn't hitting the mark in that regard? Yeah, that, I, it's a crucial, what you just said is very crucial to um, just being, you know, the best version of yourself at the end of the day. You have to start with the little things, the basics, uh, setting a plan and a goal for yourself every single day and following it. So getting to work on time. Um, making sure you know you got to set time when you're calling every single day uh, and you got to set time when you're prospecting and when you're setting yourself up for the next day um, and being consistent to in this job it's so tough to see uh, the reward we're so used to in life you know getting instant gratification over almost everything so in this job I always tell people what you do now you'll see the results one month down the road and that's hard for people to see but 
did it starts to come to light when they re, you know they they busted their butt for a whole month and then they start to see what it's about at the end of the day uh and so and that's just like being consistent getting like replying to your customers mondays wednesdays fridays following up on the phone two times a week whatever you whatever you need to do um and then uh when they're when they're shooting you quotes or whatever it may be they're replying to you you got to get them right away and just be that every single time every day uh and also you're there's a lot of ups and downs in this job as far as your mood, but the biggest thing is is it's what you take away, the, like the losses. It's it's how you you fuel yourself with you know getting rejected or um, you know things not going your way. But every day you have to make sure to turn that into something that you can learn from and grow. And then also um, every single day you just got to come into the office or you know just in life and just realize that like Austin said, it's up to you what you make of it. And the only thing holding you back is yourself. And so when you need to go, when you go home at the end of the day and you're not getting the results you want, you need to either stop doing what you're doing, but change something and just realize like, am I doing something that maybe I told myself I would do today and then I didn't do. And now I need to, you know, put that into action. So. Again, I don't think there could really be a better answer to that question. I don't think it's a coincidence at all that two of these individuals that both have been around the block for a while in terms of customer service, I'm not calling you both old here right in the middle of this podcast, but what I am saying is we have two individuals that are experienced and both preaching that you probably need to take a look at yourself and evaluate where are my goals at? How urgent am I in responding to some of these individuals? And where can I really optimize in the service that I'm providing and therein lies consistency and dependability when that service is top-notch over and over and over. So I hope that this podcast was helpful to the listener who wants to improve in consistency and dependability. I know certainly I'm taking away a couple of nuggets myself. I want to say thank you again to Austin and Daniel for being part of this podcast here and especially in providing the excellent counsel and advice. Again, we just encourage you to keep tuned and to keep listening to these episodes to improve your customer service and their customer experience. Thanks again for listening.